Introducing NASM One, NASM's ultimate membership program, where the NASM community helps each other build incredible careers, transforming the lives of the clients we inspire and supporting each other as we grow and succeed. NASM One is best in class tools, cutting edge certifications, confidence in your craft, and everything you do as a personal trainer made easy. You're listening to the Peak Physique Podcast with Andre Adams on the NASM Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of the Peak Physique Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Adams, NASM Master Trainer and IFBB Olympian physique athlete. And today, as promised, we've got a very special guest with us today. So excited to kind of pick his brain and let him tell his story and all the good things that he has going on. You may or may not have heard of him, but we've got 2008 Mr. Olympia, Dexter the Blade Jackson. Welcome, Dexter. What's up, guys? How you doing, brother? Doing good. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to see you and I have run, run into each other at different shows, you know, Legion Sports. And I don't even know if you remember back in the day, I was still a men's physique guy. I think we were backstage. You were uh, getting ready for the New York Pro that year. It must have been like 2016 or something. And, uh, you know, definitely one of the guys that I've always looked up to in the sport. Uh, happy to have I you here. I don't remember that. I'm going to tell you right now. You're in the zone. <laughs> my, my memory is so bad. I can't remember what happened last week. You're talking about 2015 or 16. <laughs> well, you know, with 29 pro wins, I can't blame you. You know, it's probably all a blur at this point. Um, and, you know, maybe let's let's go through some of those accolades, right? You've got, I think you still hold the record for the most wins of any male bodybuilder, right? Any IFBB pro correct. male. Yes. Yeah. I hold the most. 29. Wins. So, the, you know, the obvious question is, are you going to come back and make it an even 30? They got Masters yeah, Olympia now. Hell no. <laughs> Those days are far over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I know you're a true competitor, but um, I thought about you as soon as they talked about the Masters Olympia coming back last, you know, well, this year. I thought about you, Dex. So no well, itch. Well, I'll tell you what, I never say never. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they're going to have to pay me a hell of a lot of money just to get on that stage again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before I even go to the show. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's like getting reassimilated to just normal eating, you know, normal lifestyle and that kind of stuff. But it's been fun to watch, man. So uh, the other thing, you know, for you guys that if, if you haven't followed Dex in the past, um, you know, nine time Arnold Classic champion. Right. And Dex, I'll let you break it down. Five of those being the Arnold Classic Columbus, Ohio. And then tell us about the other four. And the other four, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, yeah, Australia. Yep. Um, I think it was Spain, right? Was Spain. I think I won yep. Spain twice. I think I won Spain twice, and then I won um, South Africa. Yeah. I always wanted to go check out the action. How Did you have a favorite out of those? You know, when you, you got to travel and see a bit, you know, around the world, did you have one that stood out to you more than the others? I think South Africa. Yeah, that's a special yeah. one for you. That was one of my favorite um, countries to visit as well. Yeah, and that's the beauty in it. Like a lot of people, they don't realize, you know, yes, it's hard work, it's hard dieting, training. For us, it's more of a lifestyle, right? We live it, we breathe it. You're going to train, 
regardless whether or not you're stepping on stage. This is part of who you are. It's in your DNA. But you get to also experience different places, different people. You know, you get to network and see a little bit around the world. So um, definitely, I think that's that level that you were at. That's the elite level that people aspire to, right, where they can travel the world doing something that they're passionate about. That's right. Yeah. So I want to take our audience today. I want to take them into the mind of Dexter Jackson. And let's tell the story of what it takes to go from a novice bodybuilder. You know, the fitness industry has just exploded. Every gym now, you got somebody who wants to compete or does compete. What does it take to go from there all the way to becoming Mr. Olympia and, you know, nine-time Arnold Classic champ? Let's start with your journey, Dex. I don't even think I know this story. How did you first get started in bodybuilding? Was there something that inspired you to do that very first prep? Tell me about that. Um, well, let's see. When I got out of high school, my brother, he, you know, he's a, a year and a half older than me. So when I got out of high school, he had went to boot camp. Mm-hmm. And when he came back from boot camp, he was a little buff from doing all the push-ups stuff, because that's all he does. You know, when you go to boot camp, that's all you do is yeah. work out and 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 um and all that crap. So when he came back home, he was he was a buffed a little bit. And I was like, oh hell no. Yeah. I'm gonna let my older brother outdo me. So I started going to the gym. So as I was in the gym training for a couple of weeks, you know, I met some friends up in there and we became friends. And um they won't they said, well, you know what, you should um go to this bodybuilding show. You should compete. I was like, compete. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't doing no, I ain't getting up on stage, man, and no drawers. Are you crazy? Yeah. And um they was like, well, Tim is competing here in the next week. You should go and see him. I'm like, who the hell is Tim? So yeah. Tim walks by, he got on these little ass tight shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tight shorts all the way up to his, his upper thigh. And I'm yeah. like, oh, heck no. But his calves was like huge. And I was obsessed with his damn calves when he walked by. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, let's go. Let's go ahead and go and check the show out. So yeah. we went to the show. And, and all I can remember is just people going crazy and girls just going nuts. Yeah. I mean, it was packed up in there back then. Back in those days, it was real packed in now, shows. Now what year is this, Dex? Like early 90s? or This was early 90s. This was probably 90, 1990. Okay. Right. Yeah. So um, so when I was there at the show, all I just was thinking is, dang, man, I want these girls to scream for me like this. So yeah. I got into competing because of girls. I wanted to get the girls. Okay. <laughs> yep. Girls for the so, girls. Um, <laughs> So I stepped on stage about three months um, um, later. Yeah. Um, I went to, I, I remember going to the gym and this chick was like, cause she was at the show with a friend of mine. She's like, yeah, you know, you know what, Dex, we're going to put you on this diet. And she put me on like all tuna fish and rice yeah. diet. <laughs> I was oh. sick of tuna fish. Let me yeah. tell you, every day, every meal tuna, I was done. But I was yeah. super shredded. And I ended up winning that show and becoming the first bantamweight, I was 137 pounds, the first bantamweight to ever win the overall championship in a show. Right. So it was the Mr. Jack's, Jack's physique back then. And um, and Florida had crazy amounts of shows. I'm talking about like 80 shows a year. Oh, wow. Throughout, so already throughout Florida. Right. And for me okay. to be the first one to win yeah. the overall, you know, it was pretty impressive. But... I still wasn't hooked on bodybuilding, nothing like that. I still wanted to get the girls. Okay, the, the girls—that—that's yeah. that, all I wanted. It's a stepping stone, so I could, right? 
<laughs> so that's how I basically got started. Good. Now, I love hearing those stories because everyone's journey is different. You know, Ronnie was just up here with us last week and, you know, he was talking about the free gym membership, right, which is how he started. And it, it, I think people think that it's in your DNA, that you're born with this innate ability and this drive to just get on stage. But a lot of times this stems from somewhere else, right? Different uh, types of motivation. Now, obviously, once you're at that level, I'm sure you, you probably notice your body's responding a little faster than the average person. And, you know, what, when would you say it kind of became more serious? Like, all right, I think I want to take a, a real chance and try and get this Mr. Olympia one day. Well, after so many shows that I competed in as an amateur, um, I still, like I said, I wasn't interested in becoming a professional bodybuilder or nothing like that because I would look in the magazines and see guys like, you know, Sean Ray, and which yeah. was one of my idols, and Flex Wheeler, yep, you know, Lee Haney. Mm -hmm. You know, I would see all these guys in there, and I'm like, I don't want my legs to be big and rubbing together like that. I, I was like, <laughs> <Chubber> so, <up. laughs> I was 100 I was against my legs rubbing for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. Right. I, I guess because some of the guys got black stuff between their legs from, from their legs rubbing. I didn't want my legs right. to get like that. Yeah, you get the callus building up. That's yep. right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know what you're talking about. But 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 after winning show after show and after show, you know, show after show, you know, and, and losing a couple here and there and all that did was drive me because then it started shifting from the girls to wait, this dude beat me. I'm used to winning all these shows. Yeah. Now this guy just beat me. Oh no, I'm coming back next year and beat him. So it became mm -hmm. a competitive thing. Um, but I didn't I didn't um see myself being a professional or making money at this until I actually won the USA's in 1995 when i came yeah. in my very first national show i was um 187 and mm -hmm. i won against these big huge guys like craig titus and phil hernan and and all these guys and my back then classes for bodybuilding was huge so it's probably right. 40 guys in my class so when i went back there to, to weigh in and stuff all i remember is seeing these guys with these big ass legs and i'm like oh dude i'm about to, i told my trainer dude i'm about to get killed these dudes are <laughs> yeah it's intimidating huge yeah but i ended up winning mr usa my class and um after doing that and realizing that hey it ain't all about size yep. i think i can make this a living you know what i'm saying so that's 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 where that came from me yeah. wanting to be um you know to earn money and make this as out as a career uh, you know my career exactly yeah. And, and I think that's a beautiful story to tell. You know, it's when we talk about criteria for bodybuilding. So for those of you that are just joining us, that this is maybe new for you, it's not always bigger is better. You know, there's five or six criteria that vary by division for bodybuilding specifically. Muscularity is only one of them. Right. So there's that threshold. You got to be big enough, full enough, hard enough, well conditioned. And I think Dex, for you, Shine, was always you had a great balance of all those things, but you really stood out for conditioning. Uh, right. So I probably picked up the name, the blade uh, right. symmetry. And, you know, when we talk about symmetry too, people just think like left to right, but it's really top to bottom and front to back also. Right. The back got to match the conditioning of the front, overall muscularity, density, all that good stuff. So uh, definitely uh, I think that will inspire a lot of people where if you don't maybe have that size gene like a Ronnie or a Kevin, right, you can still be successful and win shows. Uh, and today, right. right now, you got all these divisions. You got classic physique. You got, um, you know, different weight classes and categories all the way down to men's physique. So uh, right. the sports grown a lot. 
one thing I'd like to know about back in those days, all the way up until your last few shows, um, I think I just heard another podcast with Lee Priest and Milos, and they were kind of debating back and forth, is a prep coach necessary for somebody that's at this level, right? You're already an IFBB pro or you're Olympian or Mr. Olympia. And I've got my thoughts on that, but I, I would love to hear from you. Did you have a prep coach from beginning to end there? And what are your recommendations for people just starting out? Um, at the beginning, um, I had a, a coach or a trainer to help, you know, help me turn pro. And then once I turned mm -hmm. pro, him and I kind of went our separate ways. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much did my own thing for the first three or four years. Yeah, I probably could have continued to do everything on my own, but I'm one of those persons that know and believe that there's always somebody that know more than you. So I never right. was that type of person that I always felt he know it all. Yeah. And um and and don't need a coach. You know what I'm saying? So I reached out to Joe McNeil. Joe McNeil worked with Flex Wheeler and and um Countless of guys, Paul Dillette and, you know, mm -hmm. countless of guys. We talked to him. He's retired at the time. So he came out of retirement just to train me. Nice. And um, and that's how having a coach took off. Um, I've only had two coaches or three coaches in my career um, at the beginning when I turned pro, of course, and two pro coaches. Okay. So I was in the game for 21 years and only had two coaches. Um, so, yeah, so that's how that went. Um I started working with Joe. We did amazing things together. I think we won about 10 shows together, something like that, 12 yeah. shows together, including Mr. Olympia and a couple of Arnold Classics. And then when him and I kind of went our separate ways and I thought my career was pretty much heading downward because I wasn't getting in the type of shape that I normally get into. Yeah, You know, something, something was missing, my body wasn't acting right and stuff like that. So. Yeah, George Farrell reached out to me. He was actually at the show um, that I lost to um, Evanston to Pontiac. It was the mm -hmm. Flex Pro. So once I lost that show, it was I was really contemplating on retiring. Okay, and that was 2010. Um, and then um, at the same time, at the same show, Charles Bass reached out to me. He's like, "Look, Dex, we need to change up some things. Man, don't you come up and train with me?" Yeah. And um, let's let's change up some things and see how that go. OK, so I told him I'd get back to him. Same same with George. Yeah. So me and my my wife sit down and we talked um, things out and um, she was like, I think you should give those guys a try. So I reached out to Charles, reached out to George. And um, that's how that went. Um, I went out to L.A. I was going back and forth to L.A. Mm -hmm. the first two months. You know, two weeks in LA, two weeks back here, two weeks yeah. in LA, two weeks back here. And then my wife's like, you know what? You're wasting a ton of money with cars and all this stuff out there. You know, why don't you just get a place instead of lugging all this luggage back? Because you know me, I love yeah. my shoes and I love my clothes. So <laughs> yeah. I'm taking two bags, two luggage bags of shoes alone. And then I got three other bags of clothes because I'm going two weeks at a time. Right. So, um, she was like, you know what? You should just get a place out there and just stay out there. That way you ain't got to keep coming back. You can just stay out there, mm -hmm. do your Olympia prep or do whatever show you're going to do out there, to, you know, with Charles. Yeah, like a camp. And at the same, right. And at the same time, George had hit me up around the same time. Um, I started working with 
Charles and sent out my diet. And when he sent that diet, I was like, oh, hell no. There's no <laughs> way I'm eating all of this food. <laughs> yeah. So my diet trains tremendously. But um, at the time, well, before George, I was, I was, you know, consuming more shakes, probably two shakes a day mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, when I got with George, I cut all the shakes out pretty right. much. Or I was eating six full meals and a shake versus mm-hmm. four meals and two shakes. You see what I'm saying? So exactly. that pretty much changed my, and also, you know, with all the food he, he, he implemented in my diet um, and the calories were so high, my body wasn't used to eating so many calories and or clean calories as well yep. as rice and potatoes and stuff like that. You know, I used to be that, that dude who metabolism <laughs> so fast when I go out yeah. of town, I was like, who's taking food? I, I don't eat cold food. So I just go to McDonald's when I'm in the airport or something, I go to Burger King or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, as I got older, we find out that my body needs more clean food, you know, more right. food and more clean food. You know what I'm saying? So once that happened and when I went to Charles and we started, you know, switching exercises, taking stuff out, you know, like free weight stuff, we put in mm-hmm. implemented all machine work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that saved my joints a lot. And people always think, you know, you need the heavy compound movements to be able to put on size. Well, I already have the size. So yep. now all I need to do is save my joints so I'll be able to compete longer. You know what right. I'm saying? So refine that added another, food. right, exactly. So that added another 12, 11, 12 years onto my career. You know what yep. I'm saying? So it worked out amazingly well. I love it. We're going to come back to that because I want to hit on a few other points with longevity and all the things that help you maintain that, sustain it. You know, I, I got to a point where I was thinking, man, I don't think Dex is ever going to retire. <laughs> but you guys that are just joining us, I'm your host, Andre Adams. This is the, the Peak Physique podcast here. We've got our special guest on today, Mr. Olympia 2008, Dexter Jackson. So Dex, let's, t- let's walk him down you know, a few points on longevity, because I got a few things to add to that myself. I'm kind of at that. I'm only 38. So I'm at that point where, you know, you're you're a couple years past your prime, but still got plenty of gas in the tank. And I'm starting to transition to that longevity point myself. Um, So, you know, any tips that maybe we want to give our followers, I'm thinking things like just what you said, maybe taking some of the high impact movements and compound movements, closed kinetic chain movements out of the equation and start to get more into single joint isolated movements, training mm-hmm. for, um, you know, hypertrophy or pump work. Um, I'm thinking blood work, right? Staying on top of our labs, our overall health, so that we can maintain the sport a bit longer. Um, any other things that that maybe helped you sustain such a long career, including motivation? Because a lot of people burn out and they just lose the mental motivation. Right. Well, one thing about me is, I've never needed nothing to motivate me. I've always been motivated because being the best motivates me. Okay. Once I always said in my career, once that fire burns out, then I was time to retire. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I did it so long. I did it so long until that fire burnt out. And I knew it was time to leave. Yeah. Once that happened. And I haven't looked back since. And there's not a one time that I go to a show and think, damn, I wish I was up on that stage. Not a one time. So yep. it's amazing to be retired and it, and it feels like a boulder has been lifted off my shoulders. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, to get back to your point, um, of course, I already told you that training, you have to learn how to switch up your training. You can't train the same way. 
right. for your whole career. You got to know how to switch things up. But some people can't do that. I mean, yep. you know, I'm, you know, Ronnie and and um, Dorian, those yeah. guys train heavy. That's that's all they knew. Exactly. You know, um, I trained heavy at you know at some point. You know what I'm saying? But I knew if I wanted to prolong my career, then I had to make some changes. Yep. Even when I switched to um, machine work, I still got bigger than I ever been in my life. Right. Just doing machine work. So people have to learn and not be, you know, um, not have in their mind that I can't get big without free weight. Yep. Now you're probably going to have to do that. Of course, when you are amateur and you got mm -hmm. to go to be the size, you got to be, but yep. once you get that size, you, now you, it's just maintaining it. You know what I'm right. saying? I talk so about that's that myself. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Um, I try and teach people this. I mean, yeah. the blueprint is right here. All you got to do is follow what I do. There's 22 years I was in the game. Exactly. And top, you know what I'm saying? The elite level. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I try and teach these guys this, but, you know, people are going to do what they want to do. They, they listen to too many people. Um, yeah. And so I, a bit of it's the ego, too, I think. Right. So you get the, yeah. the especially the younger guys. We've all been there. You know, uh, you want you see the videos of the big guys moving crazy weight. And when you're young, you feel invincible. So I yeah. know how that goes, but definitely everything comes with the cost and more is not That's always right. better. Right. So, so yep. Yep. So we got that for one, um, the training, um, 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 as you mentioned, I'm big, very, mm -hmm. very, very big on taking time off from the gym. Yes. I see these guys these days, they compete on Saturday. They right yeah. back in the gym on Sunday. On Monday, yep. you know what I'm saying. That's 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 a recipe for a short career. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, muscle has memory. It's not going nowhere. It's not going to hurt you <laughs> to take a break. It's not right. going to hurt you to come off all your supplements, and yep. I mean all supplements. Right. You know what I'm saying. But you got to be, you know, strategic about it. You got to exactly. know when to come off, when to stay on. You know what I'm saying. Yep. I always did it this way. I would set my schedule where I know I'm not going to be guest posing. I know it's around Christmas time or what yeah. have you. And I will be off of all my supplements. Yep. And then I will get small. Who cares? I'm staying out of the limelight anyway. Right. You know, so, you know what I'm saying? So get you enough, get you enough um, footage that's going to last you where you ain't, you ain't, you know, that you can post, yep. you know, and um, take that time off. It's very much needed, man. That's that's the only way you're gonna have a long career. I'm telling you. Yeah. So it becomes more about sustainability. And I remember hearing Kevin talk about that. Right. He would take several months off of the gym. Even Ronnie. Um, I think Ronnie yeah. said post Olympia he would take a couple months off. That's right. And you know you got to give yourself that time to heal. Right. Let your make sure your blood work and everything looks good. You're staying on right. top of all those. Come on, do a cleanse. You got to do a liver and kidney cleansing. Yeah, and just 100%. cleanse the whole body, not just liver and yep. kidney. You got to cleanse everything. I would do a cleanse probably about three months, yeah. anywhere from anywhere from ten weeks, you know, to twelve weeks or what have you, or fourteen weeks, yep. whatever it took. I'm going to cleanse no matter what. Now, if it's, it's been yeah. it's been times where, you know, I wanted to jump in an earlier show or or something like that, but yeah. still, I'm going to get seven eight weeks of cleanse in there you know what i'm saying so it's exactly. very important you have to get that cleansing right absolutely yeah and there's some good resources now too for you guys that are listening you know if you work with anybody local you know i've got a partner here 
Um, one of my close friends, her name is Drew. Uh, she has, you know, uh, a lot of these type of things, the IV drip therapies. If you're nationwide, my, my partner's down at Titan Medical Center, not too far from you, in, in actually in Tampa, Dex. Um, you know, you can do these things, right? The IV drip detox for rejuvenation, right. um, all that good stuff that your body needs, but give yourself the time to recover. And I promise you guys, when you get back in the gym, your body will thank you. Right? Absolutely. Everything. You're going you to feel. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, once you get back on your supplements, man, it's going to feel you. It's like a newborn baby again all over. Exactly. And, and everything's you know, going to be click mark. That's so right. Everything's like going to be working. That yeah. muscle maturity is going to, you got muscle maturity. You got, you right. know, muscle memory. That that muscle is going to come back that you lost. This going to yep. be back in a month. I mean, you're going to, trust me. Yeah. That is the very, this, this is why I last so long. That's mm -hmm. that, my training, and um, I'm not going to say eating, eating. I mean, sleeping is easy because I, yeah, <laughs> it's very important to sleep, guys. Make sure you get your proper yeah. rest. But I was one of those dudes who just, you know, five hours and I'm up. I can't, I can't sleep past five hours. But I did take a nap. I try and take a nap during the day. Yeah, just to get your recovery up. Absolutely. You know, I remember Arnold once said, "Hey, if you know, you don't need a full eight hours. You just need to learn how to sleep faster." So it doesn't yeah, work for exactly. everybody. But, you know, if, you, if you're getting good recovery in these things, like you said, try to take a nap, whatever, but give yourself that time to recover. And I think that's a great segue, too, because we get a lot of questions. I'm sure, Dex, you get these questions. I get them as a athlete and prep coach myself, you know, about what's changed in bodybuilding over the last several decades where we see a lot of guys have health issues in their older age. And some of them, sometimes really young guys, right, in their late 20s, early 30s. And things that I see would be, you know, changes in like PED protocols or, you know, uh, any kind of AAS. And just what you said, guys not really taking time off um, between different cycles and things like this, right, where it's year round. And some of the scarier stuff I see is like the amateurs that are doing things that maybe a top Olympian pro would do. And then they're doing them year round. So by the yeah. time they get the pro card, they ain't got nowhere to go. Right. That's they're maxed cool. out on all the supplements and everything else. Absolutely, you want to percent correct. Mm -hmm. um, one of the main things that I, I I like to reiterate to people is that um, again, you have to take the time off. People don't understand the importance of coming off all gear. Right. Period. Yeah. You have to come off at a certain, you know, at least at least eight weeks. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Before you think about doing anything. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, what else? I'm I'm kind of locked. Kind of, I forgot what I was my train of thought right now. What, the what other thing talking about Jack too is is peak, even on like peak week protocols. We see um I think guys tend to abuse um things like the diuretics right where it's it's becoming too common and it's not under medical supervision. So people get too extreme trying to get this super dried out grainy look and sometimes right. it's not even necessary right where so you so, things like a diuretic right. So we were talking about pretty much our conditioning versus these guys conditioning these days yeah what's some or, of the changes that you've seen it has the game evolved right. you know yeah um i don't know you you, you touched on peds mm -hmm. i don't know if that has anything to do with it um i think a lot of people has to realize that they're doing pretty much the same thing we did they i mean because i i see a lot of these guys you know cycles and stuff like that and um and we wasn't passing away like this 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think from what I've heard from doctors at one of the top Mayo Clinic, from one of the top um, clinics and hospitals in America mm -hmm. is, you know, I got a few work out at my gym. We got a Mayo Clinic here. I think there's three in America. Yeah. You know, so you know, a couple in Minnesota and stuff, stuff like that. But anyway, from what I understand, which makes sense is, you know, you got COVID and you got steroids, which is don't mix. Right. You know what I'm saying? Coagulation. Along with, the, right. Along with the, you know, um, diet and all of this stuff, mm -hmm. and the immune system is very low. And then you're doing steroids on top of that. And then right. COVID's here, not even COVID, but it can also be, you know, the shot, the um, 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 COVID shot, you yeah. know, because as you know, COVID shot um, has COVID in it pretty much. Exactly. Build up you know same, what I'm saying? So, so even, absolutely. So either the shot mm -hmm. or COVID and steroids don't mix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we were doing the same stuff these guys doing these days and then we right. were dropping like flies back then. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's, again, it's very important, especially these days that you have to come off. You have to pay close attention to your blood work. You yep. know what I'm saying? And um, if you want to live a long career, and if you just want to live, <laughs> you healthy, just want to yeah. live. You yep. got to be smart about things these days. Yeah. And, and that's the, I think, part of the society right now is instant gratification, right? So you, you see a lot of people that it's exciting, right? It's exhilarating to step on stage and everybody kind of fears not doing well and not performing well. So they think more is better. And right. be it their training, more training, seven days a week, right? More cardio, harder you know, dieting, you know, abusing substances without giving themselves the time off or checking their blood work. Um, you'd be shocked, you know, how many people we we get a few new athletes every week. And the first thing we do, natural or or enhanced, we check their blood work. Let's see how those key health indicators look and then look at your performance, your hormones so we can optimize. And I'd say it's about seven out of ten have not done blood work. Right. They wow. don't even check it. They don't even look at it. That's so, crazy. you know, for us, guys like us, we're in a position where we we have a platform to bring education and awareness to this. Um, like you said, it's for overall health and then obviously to help you guys perform better for longer in your career. So that's right. and just to live. And it, to I know. mean, living is just to be alive. It should be yeah. more important than any of this stuff. So you should be worried about your blood work and living a healthy life anyway. That's exactly. first. Yep. You know, my blood work come back and I got a problem with my kidney. Man, I, I'm done until that kidney functions yes. are back to normal. Exactly. You know, you get these guys these days, they jumping right back on gear two weeks. You know, yep. they take a month off and right back on gear again. Exactly. You know, so. And, and this goes for you natural athletes out there, too. <clears throat> you should still be on top of your blood work. You know, things like your thyroid, your cholesterol, you know, your CBC with differential panels. All those things are very telling just for overall health because you do want to look good and feel good, right? That's the that's what we're here for at the end of the day, right? We're in the health and fitness industry. Yep. So you got to listen to your body. I agree with that 100%. Even you natural guys need to be on top of it as well. Yep. Yeah, you people know, don't realize. I've actually had some natural athletes decks where um, they, they overtrain themselves, right? They don't want to take the rest. And I, over the years, I've had one or two wind up in the hospital with rhabdo from overtraining, right? Where they're breaking down so much muscle tissue. So for us, that's like, you know, exercise induced muscle damage that it builds up in the in the kidney and it becomes toxic. Right. So right. whether you're natural or, or enhanced, these things still need to be um, taken care of. But Absolutely. more to come on that. 
Again, you guys that are just joining us, this is your boy, Andre Adams, NASM Master Trainer, IFBB Physique Olympian, with my good friend, Mr. Olympia 2008, Dexter Jackson in the house. Yes, sir. Dex, I got a, I got a question for you. This will be a fun one because you're one of the rare ones that's competed through multiple eras. And, right. and, and you had your own era in the middle of that. So, you know, you kind of had the, the Sean and Flex and, and Ronnie era all the way through Jay and yourself and Phil, you know, all the way to the end. What stands out to you when you think back? Do you got a story with any of those big dogs? And, you know, you can be back in the day with Ronnie. In fact, there's one I wanted to ask you about. I think it was 2002 or 2003. You guys had some kind of a, it was like a posing challenge at finals. Do you remember this? Right. Mm -hmm. That I kind of want to hear about that story. What was that like? And do you think they should bring that back? No, they shouldn't bring that back. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> so you can call forgot. somebody out, right? And then challenge right. to pose. I mean, this guy's like beating everybody and winning the challenge round. I mean, the challenge competition. Yeah. But he's fifth in, in, in placing. I mean, it makes no sense. Right. And then it factored into the score too, right? That's yeah, factored into the score. Uh, yeah, it sure did. Yeah. So that's crazy. You know, for you guys that are newer to the sport, Go back and look at some of the, uh, you know, the differences back then. The scoring worked a little different. You know, the venues were a little different, but it's fun to see how things have evolved. And I remember back then, like nobody was challenging Ronnie to a back pose, mm -hmm. uh, you know. So now you well, can get, for you, what well, was you, your strongest pose in that, Dex? Well, you challenge, it depends on the person. You challenge what you think their weakness is. Yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? So I challenged Ronnie. In the ab and thigh. Ab and thigh pose, right. But he beat me. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love your big swole, but you know I tore your ass up in that, in that pose. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one to beat you in. <laughs> so, you know, especially when you, you're the king of conditioning. So, right. Um, but different times, different times for sure. And I would actually love to see how some of them guys would have performed, you know, today. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question, right? We're the, we're the old heads now. All okay. right, let's take let's take the late '90s, early 2000s era. Just the, the competition, the talent was so deep in those lineups at the Olympia, right? You got like 10 plus Hall of Fame bodybuilders in one lineup. If we took that era and we're gonna put them against the top 10, 2023, who wins that battle? Um, different physiques. The '90s, different. Of course, the '90s will. You know, um, I competed in both eras, but yeah. Um, the nineties definitely because they were so conditioned and, and was about, con, you know, shape. Yeah. You know, these days, you know, it's all about who's the biggest, um, right. and not, you know, they, they so worried about being big that it takes away the definition, you know, yep. so they like this definition than, than like we, what we displayed back in the day. Right. Cause they're playing the size game and some of it comes down in all fairness, some of it comes down to the judging, right? If, size and muscularity is over rewarded you know if we over reward dryness then their next year's olympia right they're going to all come in super dry so i think some of it well, goes, what do people want to see and what are we rewarding too yeah but you got to keep in mind also the judges all can judge what's in front of them so yeah. if everybody's trying to be big without a lot of conditioning yeah. you're still stuck with a, yeah. a show with no one's in conditioning but maybe the first one or two guys right that's an excellent point too, right? You can only judge what's on the stage. So, you know, I'd love to see it get back to prioritizing conditioning and then balancing that 
So there's just the overall most aesthetic physique on stage. And I think the judges have been doing a pretty good job over the last year or so correcting yeah. the different divisions. You know, they kind of brought bikini and men's physique back to where it was intended to be. Yeah, um, and bodybuilding's back yeah. too. You know, you got a lot back. of guys with some amazing shapes. You know, the guts yeah. are gone, no big stomachs no more. Yeah. And bodybuilding is back, man. You got a few guys out there that's yeah. got some really nice physique like we had back in the day. You 100%. know what I'm saying? Conditioning ain't the same as ours. But I'm they excited. got some so they got you got a couple of guys out there with some amazing shapes. So who do you we got a few minutes left? I want to know, and maybe just putting you on the spot, who's your pick? Give me a top two for the Mr. Olympia men's bodybuilding this year. Who you liking this year? Well, I'm I'm gonna stick with Heidi as the winner. Yeah. And then second place, I probably would go go with Derek. Yeah, so almost a repeat of last year. How how do you think uh, Samson and um, you know we got a few others that kind of fit into that top five equation? If he I like Samson, I like Samson battling for second or third, but I think yeah, third would probably be where he would land. Yeah, um, Andrew Jack, Andrew Jack, Andrew looking pretty good. Andrew's looking good. Um, Andrew's up there. I give Andrew in the top. You know, yeah, between fourth, fifth, and sixth, I would have to go yeah, Andrew, Nick. And also Hunter. Those are the yeah, Hunter's looking good. Um, oh wait, I'm forgetting about Brandon. I'm forgetting about Brandon. Sorry about that big dog. I'm so I'm yeah. sorry about that. But Brandon definitely he's always right in there too. So I'm giving Brandon anywhere from the fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Those yep. four guys. I just mentioned. yeah, I agree with you. I think Brandon's always that wild card because you know when he yeah. comes in and he nails it, he's competitive with anybody on the stage. Absolutely. So yeah. it'll be a fun one. I'll be down there. In I'm, I'm interested to see how Brandon. Yeah, there this year, you know, he's getting older. Yep. And, you know, being that I've been through this, he's getting yeah. older. So we need to see if he's going to make the proper adjustments and see if his body even responds well once he pull out water and use that, you know, and, 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 yep. um, you know, and, and cut his, you know, use his diuretics or whatever. So exactly. Get peaked we'll out, see because once you get older, boy, sometimes, you know, body don't perform yeah. like it used to, you know, it's it takes a lot of time. Body out. Right. Yeah. I'm excited to see it, Dex. For you guys yeah, that are, are planning to be at the Olympia, uh, we're actually going to have a booth there. NASM will be live streaming. We've got a bunch of who's who, you know, notable figures in the industry stopping by. We got Andrea Shaw, Ashley Kaltwasser, uh, gosh, Jordan Brandon, who am I forgetting? Tangi Johnson, um, Cassie Gills. So we've got a bunch of Olympia and uh, Arnold Classic champs. Dex, if you're free, come find me. It's going to be booth 1533. I know you're going to be at the O. I will be at the Olympia 100%, yeah. but I don't know if I'll be at the Expo. Um, yeah. I'm not going to have a booth or a sponsor to show this year. I'll be back next year as a sponsor. Uh, the Dexter Jackson Sixers Series will be there yep. next year's sponsor. We sponsored last year, but um, this year um, um, it wasn't in the budget for this year. Um, but yep. next year for sure. Well, good. And I think we'll leave them with that. You know, we've got next year. Is, I think I heard correctly your show is slated for is it June 20th, 2024? July 20th. July 20th, excuse me, July 20th, 2024. So you guys yep. make sure you check it out. And it's in Jacksonville. It was only fitting for Dexter Jackson. Yep. Here <laughs> in my town, <laughs> the mayor, Dexter Jacksonville. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I actually had a few so, um, athletes in your show this year. They did very well and they had a great experience. Oh. So for nice. all you guys that are watching this center podium production with our boy, Chris Minnis. Yes, sir. What's mind. up, Chris? Um, what's up, Chris? You know, we're going to make sure that you have an excellent show. Anyone that's interested, definitely hop online. I think it's through center podium. They can find you guys. 
centerpodium.com uh, you'll see and just look up dexter yeah. jackson um excuse me dexter jackson classic and um and when you'll be in business right there on centerpodium.com there you go perfect so you guys know where to find them dex where else can they find you online you know your website email um instagram let's let's leave the audience with that so they can link up with you after this episode yes yes uh, my supplement company is dexter um jackson i mean yeah dexter jackson uh, signature series but my website is dextersupplements.com okay um mm -hmm. you can find me on instagram twitter mr olympia 08 same thing with um you can find me on you know facebook um probably best to hit me on instagram or twitter though those are the ones that i'm more active with um mm -hmm. and um yeah oh and shout out to um dark sports for bringing me along on the team i am now um a wolf baby you know okay dark hey congratulations a hey, dark yes, sport with the takeover so um, yes they're definitely growing man congrats on that um an awesome brand to be a part of for sure and for you guys that are watching if you're getting value out of this go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button and all we ask this is a free podcast for you guys we're here to teach and help inspire you guys all we ask is that you share with at least one friend if you got something out of this podcast here today dex my man we are out of time for today truly grateful for your time and and just sharing some of your journey with our audience and our followers here today looking forward to connecting with you at the olympia any last yes. words you want to leave our followers with i'll be there and i just want to say thank you guys so much for showing me so much love over the years without you guys i would have retired a long time ago you guys really pushed me man i love you guys for that and i'm um, looking forward to putting out some great 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 product come the beginning of the year i can't tell you what it is yet but it's going to be different from my supplement line so you guys be on the lookout for that all right stay on the lookout you heard it here first Dex, it's been a pleasure, brother. Peak Physique Podcast, signing off until next week with our good friend, Cass Gillis. Keep a lookout for announcements, guys.